Unprecedented warmth this week took a dramatic turn as two tornadoes touched down early yesterday, leaving a trail of destruction in their wake. The National Weather Service confirming the force of nature with an EF2 tornado hitting the Grand Blanc area with winds reaching an estimated 115 miles an hour. Also, an EF1 tornado striking Calhoun County's Marengo Township. Let's get the latest in Genesee County with Sheriff Chris Swanson. Sheriff, welcome back to JR Morning. Happy leap year. Good morning. <laughs> yes. We've seen a lot of that damage up there in your county. We've watching it down here on television. Well, uh, were there any serious injuries? And can you believe it? It was zero injuries, zero casualties, and we're so thankful for that. That is amazing. Well, and Chris, this is one of those things that it, it came down at one twelve. I mean, when folks aren't necessarily tuned into media, they may have silenced their cell phones. Um, it, it's it's it, the timing couldn't have been worse. Well, in one way, you're correct because I do agree. It was where everybody was asleep. There was no traffic. It's in February, but the sirens kicked off, and I think because there was no traffic and people were in their homes. Nobody had any shrapnel, no glass breakage, nobody that injured because everybody was asleep. So it went through in nine minutes, and uh, the damage was all physical. You know, I understand it was uh, about 3,000 homes and businesses without power. Uh, what's the update on the current situation Any um, and getting that power back on? Right. Consumers is telling us within the next 24 hours those poles will be replaced because multiple poles were snapped and transmission uh, centers were blown up. But we're doing better, and uh, thank goodness it's not a, a very cold next couple days, so we're not going to have to worry about you have to rehoming people. We're on the right track. The the National Weather Service says this. Think about this for a moment. This yeah. twister was 450 yards wide. Yes. So, I mean, it, it was the width of four and a half football fields. How long was it on the ground, and, and how long was the, the, the trail? So imagine what you just said for almost six miles and it traveled for nine minutes and it just, in, in that path that it took, it was went through residential subdivisions in February of all time. So it was a, it was a shocker for most, but again, you know, you can't predict mother nature. You have to plan for it. Sheriff, how is your team responding to the aftermath of, you know, when, especially when it comes to um, public safety and, and managing a lot of road closures? Because I imagine there's some road closures still. Great question. I uh, I got to give great credit to all the, uh, the cops that were on the street immediately that were dispatched. My office also has police paramedics. So we were there to treat anybody that had a medical emergency, traumatic emergency, state police, Grand Blank Township, Grand Blank City, the fire departments, all just uh, just went, uh, you know, full force. And the roads that we had to close were not because of flooding, but for trees and for downed wires. And everybody came together, and uh, and now we got flow that's working perfect, and consumers was dispatched, Red Cross was dispatched. I mean, it really was a test of the system that worked flawless. It was incredibly frightening for a lot of residents, though. Uh, Local force Nick Monticelli talked to a woman who, I think she lost her barn. Mm-hmm. to the twister and she said she thought she was going to die because she said every wall in her house was moving right it's described that people's walls and roofs were breathing imagine that picture even if you were alone and you had nobody to uh to help comfort you it is terrifying 
Sheriff, uh, any advice uh, you have for the residents that were affected, especially in in terms of staying safe and, and assessing any support services that you guys may have? You know, I think the takeaway from this is always be prepared and listen to the system that's in place. And, and you brought up earlier in your show, people don't have their cell phones on. They're not watching TV or listening to uh, WJR at one twenty in the morning all the time. But, man, those sirens that kicked in and the procedures, don't take that stuff for granted. You know, when those sirens are tested, have conversations with your loved ones, with their neighbors. Say, hey, if this was a real emergency, where would I go? What would I do? You always prepare in peace to perform in chaos. And that's the takeaway, no matter what the emergency. Yeah. Um, I, I know that there was, um, while folks are getting back on their feet, there were some businesses that were hit pretty hard near uh, Reed Road and South Dort. Um, give me a, a sense of what kind of damage you witnessed there, and will they be back up and operating anytime soon? No, brother. Total massive destruction. This was a uh, a supply industrial complex that uh, it's Josh and Paper, and it's a supply company. So think of you know styrofoam containers and uh, carpet cleaning supplies. A major industry, complete loss. This thing looked like it was uh, blown up from the inside, and so again. The business was closed, and so there was no casualty. There was no workers in there, but it's a total loss, and that was the only commercial business that was destroyed. The, 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 was the GM plant hit up there? It had minor damage, but not hit, and it did not disrupt uh, operations. And what about your dispatch? Did, did anybody have any issues in calling 911, or do they still have issues? They don't. And you know what's uh, – a lot of people don't know, but the 911 system has an overflow technology that when there is a, uh, a large income of uh, calls from people, and many times it's the same response, they geotag those calls to prioritize them. And there are certain people that have the ability to call and get on top of you know others. So the system is built that they can get all those calls prioritized, and that worked out well. But a number of people did not call 911 because within nine minutes, by the time they realized it, it was gone. And we were able to really uh, service people that were there. The uh, The emergency response was so obvious that they knew that we were there to help. Mm-hmm. And that was a matter of just sifting through. And daylight certainly came, you know, four hours later, we were able to see a, a true assessment. But uh, again, I'm very pleased in light of what happened that the, the system worked as expected. Genesee County Sheriff Chris Swanson, thank you so much for what you guys, your men and women do there. And uh, thank you for being here on JR Morning. Love you guys. All right. Take care, Sheriff. Prepare uh, in peace and perform to perform in chaos. <laughs> I, I, like wow. I have that. <laughs> Maybe I should put that over the door here uh, <laughs> right. to my office or something. Uh Talk about preparing. We were talking about CEO blunders earlier about the the, the guy from Wendy's coming out and saying, yeah, yeah we're going to test out surge pricing and the blowback mm-hmm. that came from that. They are now retrenching and, and saying, oh, no, we were never considering that. Well, that's like saying our CEO is an idiot, uh, which is <laughs> which who would argue? <laughs> right. Because honest to goodness, the idea that with inflation, everybody's still very sensitized to it, that you would say, yeah, we're going to gouge you when you walk in the door if it's busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, All publicity is not good publicity. No. And, and a c- couple of days ago on CNBC, Carl Quintanilla, who's one of their really smart hosts, asked the CEO of Kellogg about rising prices at the grocery store. And he said, well, we've got this campaign going on right now where we're suggesting that to shake up the evening dinner that folks should uh, serve cereal 
just to, you know, kind of have some fun and yeah. shake up dinner. And we call it give chicken the night off. Well, that was perceived by some people as saying kind of a let them eat cake, snooty, snotty way of saying, uh, you know, we know prices are high, so you should eat cereal instead. And the the blowback on this on social media has been so big, saying that this guy is out of touch, tone deaf. Nothing directed at the decision makers in Washington who made this happen. Oh, right. Who are the architects of, of this, you know, $8 trillion bonanza that has led to inflation. Nothing, no condemnation from them. Let's condemn the CEO for suggesting something that might save people money. Yeah, and it's his product. It's his product. And, you know, it's, you know, well, well, this is an eat the rich strategy. Well, no. Um, and, and asking, you know, what kind of capitalism is this? How about asking, where's the where, where are the folks in Washington that thought that this was a good idea? And where's the accountability there? 645 on uh, AM 760 when we come back. Matthew Schneider on the Supreme Court immunity and Trump's inability to front his own appeal. That's next. 